Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Want more control over your life? You need more control over your money. Hi, I'm Jean Chatsky, and that's why I started the Her Money Podcast. From understanding your money personality to taking steps to earn more, spend wisely, invest for tomorrow, and protect it all, I can help you get there. So join me. Subscribe to Her Money with Jean Chatsky wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, and welcome to the show. I'm Nikki Eisenhower, your host, life coach, and psychotherapist, and this is Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. On today's episode, we're discussing regret and high sensitivity. All right, if you are alive and breathing and human, you have probably experienced the sensation of regret. Now I pulled out my old trusty, The Emotion Thesaurus. I've used this book on at least one other episode. The authors are Angela Ackerman and Becca Puglisi, The Emotion Thesaurus, A Writer's Guide to Character Expression. And they define regret as sorrow aroused by circumstances beyond one's ability to control or repair. And regret is one of those things that if we're alive, we're going to move forward in our futures and look back and be able to see with more clarity how we could have made better decisions. I think for sensitive people, particularly high sensation seeking sensitive people, this is a particularly draining process. In the emotion thesaurus, it outlines mental responses of regret. I'm going to read them to you. Self-loathing, the feeling that one deserves pain or judgment, obsession with the person or event associated with the regret, reliving past events, thoughts that turn inward. There's the mental response of trying to forget the event. And if we're trying to forget and forget and forget, we're not really forgetting, are we? A desire to go unnoticed, distractedness, wishing it hadn't happened. So when I look at this list, I think, yeah, that's what my highly sensitive people go through. And if we want our lives to be easier, if we want to go with the flow more, if we want to achieve more things, be able to manifest tangibly our visions, our dreams, our goals. We have to learn how to get regret out of the way so it doesn't self-sabotage us. We can't live our best life if undercover we're experiencing self-loathing. And I believe sensitive people struggle with this more than the average person because we have such vision, we also have a certain perfectionism. 
that comes from our deep integrity. So if we decide that we're going to do something, we expect it to be done. And we have a hard time not over-owning that. If this definition fits, regret, sorrow aroused by circumstances beyond one's ability to control or repair. Do you see that word control? We torture ourselves with what we don't fully control. We look back and we say, why didn't I do it this way? I should have done it this way. Why didn't this work out? Why was I so stupid? What's wrong with me? And maybe our regret isn't about a lost dream. Maybe it's about wasted time. There's something that I find pretty universal about us high sensitive types. We feel behind the curve. It might be because we feel slowed down by our emotional process, by what that takes. And, when, and we compare very dysfunctionally, right? We look at the non-HSPs, the 75, no, the 80, 85% of people who aren't highly sensitive. And we see them living life without having to go through as much emotional process as we do. They don't have to spend as much time and energy diving deeply into everything because they don't have to dive as deep and they don't have to dive as deep as often. I believe psychologically there's a link between regret and our human propensity to avoid and deny how inevitable our death is. So psychologically, when we're not comfortable with people are born and people die, my life begins and my life will end at some point, when we're not able to really hold those truths in sort of equal harmony, I think we have a very hard time letting the little day-to-day things, letting the life things, letting the obstacles, the hurts, the trials and tribulations, letting those die psychologically within us. As an activity to manage regret, I suggest writing a list. What are the things that you regret? Is it having hurt someone in your past, having been wronged, taking a job that maybe wasn't very healthy for you, maybe not realizing that a boundary that you needed, maybe you needed a boundary like you needed to be sober for a while, but you went out with friends and had a drink and that kicked off a binge. Maybe you regret things that you've said to someone. Maybe you regret letting go of a dream. Maybe it's time to quit a profession. I'm talking to a lot of healers out there. Maybe you regret some choices on your path. Maybe you're even listening to this show and watching me and my career and trying to figure out what to do with yours so that you can have more enjoyment, more fulfillment, less headache. Whatever it is that you're looking at, having kids, not having kids, whatever your regrets are, list them out, look at them and consider what your perfect exact, imperfectly perfect, right? What your perfectly imperfect Exact goodbye needs to be for your regret. We can have a funeral where we say goodbye to a thing, to a dream, even to a hurt, the same way we can say goodbye to a person as they've died. And we must tell them goodbye and move on. And the biggest honoring of them is to move on and live our lives more fully. And it's the same in our dreams, it's the same with our lives. It's the same with our mistakes. So write down those resentments and then figure out how to say goodbye to each one. And then do it. Don't just think it. 
At a time when change is constant and we are pulled in far too many directions, we need a way to stay present to life and to increase our ability to remain calm, think clearly, and maintain our well-being. Many studies indicate mindfulness improves our mental, emotional, and physical health. On a Mindful Moment with Teresa McKee, you can learn how to practice mindfulness and enjoy its many benefits. Tune in for guided meditations and to hear tips and advice from some of the most respected experts in the fields of mental health and mindfulness. The world truly can be a better place. It all starts with a mindful moment. And I know, you think I don't hear the complaints? I know that it's uncomfortable to go through a therapeutic exercise of a funeral for a fish or saying goodbye to a dream or a problem or a hurt. It feels vulnerable. It feels awkward. Why? Because we don't do that enough. We're not taught to. So in this healthiness stuff, if you need to, before doing this activity, if you get stuck, go back to, oh, what is the name of the episode? Oh, get comfortable being uncomfortable and listen to that to help you do this exercise. I have a friend who's giving up a podcast after years and years of work and passion because it can't figure out how to monetize it. Can't figure out how to make it hit those dream markers and decided it's time to let go of one thing to be able to pick up a new thing. And regret sets in. That self-loathing, that self-beating up, that being mean to ourselves. It's so easy for the dark negative voices to chew our own asses, isn't it? So what I'm encouraging is to let go of that process that feels comfortable in an icky way and to face that it's going to take going through some exercises to teach yourself what this whole letting go of regret thing is. What would it be like in your life to allow the process of things versus going into the feelings and the thoughts of regret? What if we just allowed things to be alive for a while and then to be put to rest, to die, to end? We begin things and we end. What if we just allowed that more instead of resisting it with regret? What if we could just learn the lessons? What did I learn from that? What did it teach me about me? How did it grow me as a person? What do I know now from that experience that I didn't know before? Why is that wisdom not enough for me? Why do I regret my newfound wisdom? So what would it be like to allow versus invite and live within regret? What happens when we let ourselves grieve, let go, and move on? If you'd like to jump on a guided course, I am launching a guided intuitive soul care on boundaries and dysfunctional relationships. Doesn't matter if that's your family of origin. Doesn't matter if that's dysfunctional work relationships, family, church, whatever that means to you. It's a guided intuitive soul care course. There are 14 lessons. I will get on twice a week at least. And I think two of the weeks I get on three times a week. Uh, It's a four-week course just in time for the holidays when all of us really need those boundaries and self-care tips. So you can get on my website and find out more about that. Sign up with code I am ready to save 50 bucks. Code I am ready on guided intuitive soul care boundaries in dysfunctional relationships. Thank you so much. Those of you who have gotten on and given the show a five star review that is gold in 
podcasting. That is what we need to work that iTunes algorithm. Thank you so much. It's really not for my ego or the shows to get those five-star reviews and those written comments. It's really to work that algorithm and help the show stay high in the charts to find other people. We have been consistently in the top 50 of self-help. And in the last two months, we've been in the top 35. So thank you. You've done that for me like a marketing team. And I it still moves me to tears each time because it is so much support. And I have dreamed for so long about how to get what I do on an individual basis out there at large because I see the world and and individuals hurting. And I'm as sick of it as you are. So thank you for supporting the show and participating in the butterfly effect of sending this show out across the world the world. I will take a screenshot of the map that'll be available to those of you who are supporting us at the behind the scenes level of where this show has gone throughout the world. It's almost the entire world. It makes me eye heart burst. So thank you so much. So come on, find the different ways to work with me. Come join us at patreon.com backslash emotional badass. That's another way that I'm finding to work with people at different price points. I'm trying to share this with as many people as possible. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I will see you next time here on Emotional Badass. Until then, take care of yourself. You are a badass. So am I. We all are on this wellness healing journey. We are where Moxie meets mindful. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. find it hard to sleep at night then the calm cove podcast can help you sleep deeply all night long calm cove has deeply relaxing meditation music and ambient sounds like ocean waves and crackling fires all of our episodes are designed to help you relax and to fall asleep fast calm cove is brought to you by the team behind sleep cove the sleep podcast that consists of spoken word hypnosis meditation and stories. So if you want to listen to a beautiful soundscape tonight, search for Calm Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see how we're helping millions of people relax and go to sleep every night.